Oh, I don't know what this thing is. I think it's a, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, I got the red door slammed in my face, and we're going to talk to Shane from the People for the Ethical Treatment of Shane. And is Mad Magazine considered educational reading? All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? Are you surviving? I always worry about you. I want to make sure that everyone's doing okay. The way you uh, check on us is to go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contact section, and you can find all the ways that links us to you and you to us as well. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitch. We haven't done the live stream here in a while. I apologize for that. Uh, We've just been really, really busy here on the French. And for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. Uh, we sit on about 22-some-odd acres. We have horses, chickens. Lost another chicken today. I don't know what happened. Just it fell dead out there in the yard. Still, the rigor mortis hasn't kicked in or has kicked in or I, I don't know. He was just laying out there or she was just laying out there dead on the ground. And no, I didn't see any like torn feathers anywhere. I didn't see anything. So lost another chicken. And so that's <laughs> there's so much going on here right now. My my life right now is a whirlwind. I've got my dad's sister and her husband are coming up here on Saturday. Uh, not unexpectedly. They gave us like a week and a half notice. Hey, we're going to be swinging by. And then, of course, everyone's coming over. Of course, you guys know this. Everyone's coming over on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, his brother and wife and his sister and husband. So we're going to have a house full of people Memorial Day weekend, which should be exciting. And to top all that off, uh, I have been asked to do a prom tomorrow dj a prom i don't know what what do, what do 16 17 year old kids listen to when i say 16 17 year old kids it's our neighbor's kids so i really can't you know <laughs> you old bad motherfucker your back that you can't do you can't play that with your neighbor's kids next door and you what am i supposed to do so obviously he's got a a, a playlist that he's gonna let he just wants to borrow the equipment he just needs someone to be a simple button pusher so that's what i'll be tomorrow uh, in the evening. This should be fun. Follow me on TikTok. I'll post some videos up there and we can have some fun with that. And Memorial, I'm sorry, Saturday, the Saturday before Memorial Day, uh, I will be out at the Union Center. I'm sorry, the Union County Ag Center. Uh, I do another podcast called Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, all about horses, but all about how to take care of your horses and all that. So if you're interested in the equine world, make sure you check that out as well. That's on iHeartRadio. That's equinedynamics.com. But enough about me. Well, actually, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on here at the French. So like I said, the neighbor next door, how do I start this conversation? So we like to take care of each other. If he needs to borrow the tractor, he can borrow the tractor. If I need to borrow a cup of sugar, I can borrow a cup of sugar. And now and then he'll text me, you know, hey, do you have this? Yeah, sure, no problem. What neighbors are supposed to do, right? Neighbors are supposed to do neighborly things for each other. No problem. We're out here in the middle of the sticks. It's a long drive to go somewhere to get like groceries or or just the simple things. Hey, do you have a bucket of nails I can borrow? I need to, you know, hang a a fence. Uh, Do you have a bucket of screws? Something typical stuff like that. And we also watch each other's neighbor's property. If they go out of town, we take care of their animals. When we go out of town, they take care of our animals, you know, feed them, turn them out, all that stuff. Not the the big stuff, but just the the little stuff to survive. (laughs) Just keep them fed and watered like kids, you know, same thing. So the other day, and we live on a two-lane country road. There's not a whole lot of houses around us. Uh, We have within a mile uh, radius around us, we probably have six houses. So you can see how we're kind of spread out a little bit. 
so, but we check on each other and make sure everyone's all right. The other day I, um, I was burning, I had a fire pit going and I threw a bag of trash in there, not knowing that there was a spray can in the bag of trash. And all of a sudden, you know, spray can and fire don't mix. Kaboom. It sounded real loud. He texts me. He's like, Hey man, I heard a big kaboom. Are you guys okay over there? Yeah, we're fine. I guess spray can blew up in the fire. He's like, all right, just checking on you. Something happened the other day. Which was, we all came together as a community, our five, six little houses that are here in the area. So I get a text from my neighbor and saying, hey, there's a, there's a car stalled out on the roadway and needs some, some diesel gas. I don't carry diesel gas. I know you've got the tractors. You've got all your implements and stuff. Can you lend them a hand as far as diesel gas? I said, sure, no problem. Now, I just laid in bed. It's 9, 9.30 at night. Just got out of the shower, just laid in bed. I'm sitting there ready to watch whatever I'm going to watch on Netflix or whatever, and I get the text, and I'm like, you know what? Yes, I will go help this guy out that's stuck out on our property somewhere in between mine and his houses uh, that ran out of, quote-unquote, diesel fuel. And the reason why I tell you that I went to go help him is because about three, four months ago, a guy knocked on my door, a nefarious-looking fellow. I opened up the door. And I told this a couple of months ago, baggy pants, didn't look good, neck tattoos, not that there's anything wrong with that, just didn't look like he was put together. And about a half mile up the road, I could see his white suburban, old school white suburban, like 2001, was pulled off to the side. He's like, hey man, do you have any jumper cables? And I kind of looked at him like, going, I don't know if I want, and this is the middle of the day, I don't know if I want to walk out there and jump your car because I'm afraid in reverse, I'm going to get jumped. I'm going to be thrown in the back of this car and you're never going to see me again. So I said, no, 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 we don't have jumper cables. Sorry, bud. I, I drive my tractor down there or my, my truck down there and jump them. If you had cables, I'd help you. I don't have cables. All right. Well, sorry, bud. Good luck to you. You know, call a friend. So he walks out, and I see him go to my neighbor's house, the one that just texted me about uh, the incident that just happened. So he goes out there and jumps the guy's car, got it going, and then he took off. So I felt bad that, hey, look, I pushed this guy off on my neighbor. Now, fast forward to this the other day. He's now texting me saying that, hey, there's a guy broken down in a white van out in front of our two properties, needs diesel gas. I said, you know what? I'll go out there. Not all people are bad, right? Not all people are bad. So I told my wife. Hey, uh, let's get in the side by side. You want to go come with me? Someone's broken down with uh, needs diesel gas. So she's like, fine. She puts her nightgown on. I got, you know, my house pants and my house shirt. I put a hat on, run down to the barn, grab a can of diesel, put it back in the side by side. And as we're driving up, the wife of the neighbor next door texts us and said, hey, hold off on that diesel. My friend who works for dispatch for 911 said that that van, a van fitting that description has been casing people's houses. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) surprise, surprise. Here I am going into the den of the lions. I said, all right, fine, babe, pull the can out, put it in the garage. I said, go inside and get my gun. We'll we'll just keep the gun here in the side by side. You can't see it and stuff. It's it's dark or anything. So we drive down there. We said, uh, hey, we were supposed to bring you some diesel, but uh, we don't have any diesel. And the guy gets out of the van and almost the same scenario, disheveled. Missing teeth, shaved head because he can't afford a haircut, clothes barely fitting on him, teeth gone, beard, well, short beard. And he's like, yeah, go, you have any diesel? And I'm like going, no. I said, do me a favor. I said, let us hear you start that van up. I want to hear it start up. All right. He's starting it up. And I can see, because it's dark out, I can see his quote unquote female friend is face down texting in the passenger seat. I can see the glow coming off her face. And he's like, Zeke, no, we ain't got, we ain't got another man. You know, I need some diesel. I said, look, I ain't got no diesel. You got someone coming? He goes, yeah, he'll be here in about two hours. I said, all right. I said, you got two hours. 
And then I'm calling the county sheriff on you because I can't have you outside of our property here. I said, you know, someone's going to get hurt. This truck's too close to the road. At the time, my wife heard the girlfriend, female partner go, we're leaving. We're getting ready to leave. We're getting ready to leave. Don't call him. Don't, don't call him yet. And at that time, the guy across the street, it's a family, it's a family affair. He comes out he comes around to the side by side and he heard the tail end of my conversation about calling the sheriff. And I turned to him and he, he's a veteran. He's been here for many years. He knows what's going on. He's got a lot of contacts in, in the community. I said, did you hear what I just said? He goes, I sure did. Thank you very much. I'm going to sit on my porch with my shotgun and my dogs and watch them until someone comes and picks them up. I said, all right, cool. It's that kind of neighborhood. That's what we live in. I mean, we are out in the country. So we pull up in the house and my wife's like, oh, let's watch what goes on. Let's, let's watch what goes on. So we're sitting on the front porch, turn all the lights out, you know, so they can't see us. A car comes by, swings by, does something, swings back around a separate car. And they're, they're talking to each other across the street from each other. They're, one's parked on one side, one's parked on the other side. The van is broken down, and this white car is, is sitting there. Not even five minutes after that happens, here comes, here comes Union County Sheriff's Department. Three cars, line them up. I'm like, ooh, it's a party now. You got the blue and white lights, blue and white lights. They're out there. They, they bring the dogs around. They, they check everyone's thing. They do the license check. The one car that came back to help the van, quote-unquote, help the van, was free to go. They arrested the other two in the white van, the one that needed quote-unquote diesel, and that van sat there for like three days, and then someone came by, probably hooked a spark plug back up and, and fired it up and got it out of there. But, I mean, that's where our community came together, and it was kind of a scary situation that here we are, you know, we are somewhat miles from any kind of township, any kind of municipality as far as like, you know, uh, I told you how long it takes to get to like a grocery store, long to take to a gas station or anything like that. And here we are, came as a community, came together as a community. The neighbor across the street sitting on the front porch with a shotgun. I had a, you know, a pistol in the side by side because I didn't know if he was going to jump out the van and try to take our stuff or anything like that. But we all came together. Did I do anything wrong? No, I don't think so. My wife says, go back in the house, put the gun back in the house. All right, I'll put the gun back in the house because I was sitting on the front porch because I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought, you know, what you see on like cops or the, the TV show cops or what you see on the news is what's going to happen right here in the front part of our property. But it didn't happen. Everything was fine. They arrested him. Police did their job. We did our jobs. We all high-fived each other. And everyone is for the wiser now, I guess, for the most part. All right, guys, when we come back, we got a lot to get into. We'll talk to IT Dan. And also, uh, I want you to hear this story from a good friend of ours. We talked to him before. He was part of the show for a while. Uh, Shane with the People for the Ethical Treatment of Shane. Uh, he's got a interesting story about drug addiction. I want you guys to hear. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Kratom is a plant that was discovered by a Dutch settler in the early 1800s. Kratom is a close relative of the coffee plant. Kratom can render both mildly stimulating effects and mildly relaxing effects depending on the measures used. At smaller amount, the effects tend to be slightly more stimulating, and at larger amounts, the effects tend to be more relaxing. To find yours, go to royalorganics.us. Order yours now. Go to royalorganics.us. One keystone in the batch. I've not, noticed. Not one keystone in the batch. There was a Natty Ice. You're listening to. But I pulled it out and traded it for another Modelo. Because <laughs> it's not enough that I'm going to rip them off. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. 
Deacon Live now presents to you singer-songwriter from Tampa, Florida, is now an international songwriter with a sultry voice. This is Naya with her latest song, The Real You. For more information, check her out at properradio.com. Staring back, now you're just a photo, someone that I don't know, a memory on my phone from many years ago. You're just an outline, a hazy recollection, here in my cerebellum, you're a Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. The way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, and you can find all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. And don't forget, while you're there, get yourself something for free. We'd love to give you something for free. And uh, you see that a little section that says free swag. Fill out that little form there. I'm not going to do anything with your email address. i got enough problems dealing with crackheads out front of my house. Uh, but we'd love to send you some magnets, some buttons, some stickers, uh, just to say thank you for listening to us. And uh, we'd like to hear from you, too, as well. If you want to be part of the show, the way you do that on that front page of Profit Radio, you can see a little blue bar. It says, Be Heard. Click on that. Opens up a microphone. You have to say, Yes, I want the microphone. Open up. I'm not going to listen to you. Believe me. Again, I got too much stuff going on here. Record a message. You can be anonymous if you want, uh, and then it sends it right to our inbox, and then we'll play it on the very next podcast. If you want to send out a shout-out, ask us any questions, uh, we've been doing the show here on record, on file, for the last six years, uh, but we've been doing it a little bit longer in one shape, form, or another. Now, something that's been happening one shape, form, or another has this whole town up in arms as far as what happened at a Goodwill store in Austin, Texas. An ancient Roman bus that went on display at a museum in San Antonio, Texas this week has been a, a potential particular backstory. In 2018, the bus was bought at a Goodwill store in Austin, Texas. The buyer, Laura Young, was shopping for objects to resell and had no clue what she picked up. This artifact dating back to the first century BC or early AD. The bus once resided in a full-scale model in Pompeii in Afeschgarberg, Germany, according to San Antonio Music of Art or Museum of Art. The display was known as Pompeian was built by Ludwig I, a Bavarian, during World War II and was severely damaged by Allied bombers. Oh, there it is in the in the museum right there. The sculpture mysteriously disappeared after Oschlenberg was targeted. The U.S. military remained in the area until the end of the Cold War and is believed that American soldier had the bust and brought it back to Texas. Apparently, in Texas, is where it stayed for decades until Young unknowingly bought it. When Young picked up the ancient Roman bust for just $34.99, she told the the newspaper, the sculpture was believed to be depicted an ancient Roman commander, Distrosius Germanicus. An image of the bus after Young bought it shows it buckled into her seatbelt and a yellow price sticker on it says $34.99. Come to find out, someone saw it, did some research on it, and this bus was actually stolen from Germany during the Cold War. Or actually, yeah, during the Cold War. Ended up in a thrift store. Probably the guy passed away and they just gave all this stuff to Goodwill and that's what happened. Now, I was going through, as you guys know, my mom passed away in February and we were going through all of her stuff and my dad and I have no idea what the value of a lot of this stuff is, but there 
there's some items that I was looking at. Like she had like these little dishes with gold rim and trim on the side of it. And I would look and if it said, I think China bone or something like that, I would keep it. So I've got all these little odds and ends, little stuff. I've got a, um, a little windmill that's white with blue dye trimmed into it. You know, it, it's ceramic and I don't know what that's worth. It's got a little engraving on the bottom. I don't know if that's worth anything or if that's just some kind of Walmart special, but I've got all these little things. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to sit on that for a while and who knows what I got or what my mom had at the time. Now we did have family members that, that traveled all over Europe and would bring her stuff back throughout her whole entire year, her whole entire lifetime. So she's probably got artifacts and stuff, not artifacts, but she's probably got some very nice things that, you know, when she in her early days is probably valuable now. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm hoping. Now, someone else that's just throwing something out there is this company right here. Everyone's quote unquote favorite ketchup is now taking a new design. Heinz Ketchup wants to be the first ketchup brand to be in a paper bottle. All right, here we go. Back to the paper straw, people. They were having a problem with the paper straws. Here we go. The brand is working with Pulpex, P-U-L-P-E-X, the same company behind the paper whiskey bottle. (laughs) When's it going to end? Heinz ketchup bottle might be more iconic than the condiment itself inside. The shape, the slow-moving pour, tapping the 57 to get it out of there. For everyone else, it's going to change. Heinz might be willing to give the glass away to a package that will certainly be an attention-grabbing item. A paper ketchup bottle. Now, in my opinion, I don't know what's going to happen with a paper ketchup bottle. Like many brands, Heinz Craft Company has set forth a forward-looking for environmental goals, namely to make packaging recyclable, reusable, and combustible by 2025. So they got a couple years to get this shit together. They couldn't get the paper straws together, and they everyone was jabbing their face with the freaking metal straws. <laughs> They're going to have to go back to glass, I guarantee you, to reach a net zero greenhouse admission by 2050. Uh, Heinz Craft CEO Miguel Patricio says he hopes the paper ketchup bottle can help get them there. Packaging waste is an industrial worldwide challenge that might do our part in the address. Now, we went to the dump the other day to, to drop off or Get rid of all my mom's stuff that my dad actually did not want. Absolutely, I'd have no need for this. We're throwing all this stuff away. And over the years, we've gone to the same dump. I mean, we've watched this dump grow and create and grow and create. And they were at the, the process where they were covering everything with dirt and smashing everything down and covering it with dirt and laying seed on it. And then they're going to go on to something else or move on to the other side of the dump. And you just sit there and look at it and go, there's nothing but garbage underneath there. And they're covering it with dirt and they're putting grass on top of it. And this is just a small little community. So you're like going, well, if they're doing it here, I mean, how does, I know there's a lot of aspects of how an actual landfill works or what I call a dump, a landfill works. They've got methane gas pipes that run through everything as things break down and and all that but i don't know anything outside of that so heinz thinks they're going to help with their uh their paper ketchup bottles well let's hope that they do there's a lot more things in this world that that could be worse but there's a lot more things that we can improve on all right guys stick around when we come back we're going to find out is this going somewhere with it dan you're listening to Deacon live right here on proper radio i'll be right back
Hell Music with his latest song, I Only Think About You. Born in Colombia, now living in Miami. For more information, check him out at ProfitRadio.com. You're listening to... I'm not a loser! Deacon Mike. Deacon Mike. Deacon Mike. Of course. Hey guys, it's the Deacon, and me dealing with back pain is a non-stop battle with me. Royal Organics offers strains of high-quality Kratom powder, capsules, and extracts that will help you get your body right in shape. For more information, check them out at royalorganics.us. That's royalorganics.us. Subscribe to Deacon Live wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Deacon Live, and please, give us a nice review. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And one place we want you to go is YouTube. For every podcast we do, we have a matching video. You can see me. I'm literally, I've been cleaning and stuff all day. I know I haven't been in the best shape of um, doing the podcast video-wise. I know I'm, I'm cutting you short on a bunch of stuff. I apologize. Believe me. I, I promise you, everything will be more mainstream and a little bit more better. Mo better. And speaking of being more better, let's find out what's going on with IT Dan. And is this going somewhere? This better be good. Hello, Dan. How are things? Oh, pretty good. I have an interesting job today. What kind of job do you have that's interesting? Fixing a steel case office chair. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in. It stops my mind from wandering where it goes. How about that? That was pretty good. Yes, that was pretty good. I couldn't believe you. Uh, that was before you were born. I can't remember, believe you remember that. What song is that? That's from uh, Fixing a Hole from the Sergeant Pepper's album. There you go. Yes. So what are you doing? You're fixing a hole in a metal chair? No, I'm fixing a, a chair. The piston on it has slid down and it's slid through the where the wheels. You have the base where the wheels all attach. I like I like my version better. <laughs> it's a 900, but your mind's still wandering. Yes, it is wandering. Yes. Go ahead. That's one of my little projects today, along with a boring thing called lawn mowing. Uh, I have bad news for you, Dan. Yeah. I, I killed my best friend. You killed your best friend? I killed my best friend. You are your best friend. I know, but I mean, there, there's something else that bides my time that when I want to escape the world and everything, I turn to this little guy. He is my best friend just to unwind and stuff. Can you guess what, what happened? You mean on Call of Duty? No, not necessarily the, the Call of Duty game. Your PlayStation? I killed my PlayStation. And they don't make them anymore. You <laughs> yeah. have to get one on eBay or something. No, they still make them. Um, was it like a lightning strike or it just wore out? So I had this bright idea to have yeah. this 
center console thing that was part of an entertainment center. It's real nice, real intricate wood and stuff. I was going to use that as a, not a TV stand, but kind of like where you can put all the components and stuff. I can put the sound bar up on top of it. I can put all my movies and stuff underneath it. Well, part of putting everything underneath it and the glass doors and stuff, you know, two side-by-side glass doors that open up, I stuck the PlayStation in there and ran the cords through the back like you would, like a component, like if you were going to have a VCR or a DVD player or something like that. And I figured, hell, it's a entertainment center piece i figured it would be fine in there so of course well of course you know i always put it on rest mode so it's constantly playing it's not playing but it's constantly updating and constantly doing all that stuff and i got the blue bar of death you know when you turn your playstation on it the little the little power button do you have the slim or the regular you have the slim one don't you um my playstation 4 it looks fairly slim, yeah. Okay, so when you hit the button, it's just a little blue dash on top of it, and then it turns to white. Mine doesn't. Mine sits there and goes, blue, blue, blue. And so I'm looking online. I'm like, all right, well, you know, and I felt it. Yeah, the thing was hot. It was really hot, like up underneath it. I was like, wow, that's, I'm surprised it didn't, you know, melt the varnish or something on the on the entertainment center. So I hold the thing down for seven seconds, let it go. Pulled all the power plugs, uh, replaced the HDMI cable, did all that stuff. Nothing, Dan. Nothing. I can't get the thing to work. So then I get online. And it goes, here's how you fix the infamous blue bar of death. And it's step by step. Literally, I'm taking the hard drive off. I'm taking the top off. I'm taking the heat shield off. And I'm labeling all the little screws that are in there. And I'm pulling everything out. And it says, take off this one little strap that's over the CPU uh, conservative uh, computer. Ch- I don't know what it is. It's like a one inch by one inch white square in the middle of this thing. So I finally got to it. And it said, now, are you ready for this? Stick a washer right in the center of it and then put that strap back on it and then put everything back together. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Just to put a, wa- a washer on top no. of this strap? What does that do? Does it push down on the on the CPU unit or something? Yeah, the CPU, I mean, it's got to be, I mean, you work, the only thing I would do is sometimes you can take the CPU out of it, turn the power on just for a second, you know, for 30 seconds, and then unplug it, shut it off, and hold the power button in so everything's out of it and put the chip back in. And then you got to put, but you have the, on top of that strap, doesn't it have, isn't there a fan on top of it? Um, I think, yeah. I don't remember, Dan. We, we were going yeah. through, Amy was doing, yeah. I was watching a video. Amy was doing the dis- disassembling because she's got yeah. patient fingers that I don't. And yeah. so we got everything apart and put it all back together. And he goes, before you put, you know, the, the top shell, the clamshell back on, go ahead and plug yeah. it in and hit the power button. And he showed his first, when, before he started, it had the warm, the blue blue and then he did everything and we did step by step you know pause do a step pause do a step pause do a step put the washer on it close the thing back up plugged it back in blue 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 nothing and before it was doing this it was you could hear it like a a pc firing up it go and then you hear click 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 and then now that we took it apart and put that washer and everything back on it it just goes it fires up and then that's it. It doesn't do anything, but it's still blue, 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 nothing. You want to take a look at it, Dan, next time you come over before I spend another 500 and something dollars? Yeah, I mean, it would be. Yeah, I could look at it, and I'd probably. Um, Dan, what are you in a tunnel now? What happened? You're, yeah, you're, you're, no, you're, are you underneath? The, is a chair on top of you? No, no, nothing's happened. Okay, now you sound better. Yeah, I, I, of course I'd be willing to take a look at it. I'm just wondering if it. What would I mean? It sounds like it's if it's that overheated, you know. Yet you thought it was melting the varnish. That's probably what it is. You know? 
So what do I do? Can I fix it? Can I put some hairspray on it or something? You can put hairspray on it. <laughs> um, rave four or rave five. All right. That won't do a super, thing. Super hold. <laughs> yeah. And is it a PlayStation 4? Yeah, it's a PS4. Yeah. And I don't know if the PS5 is worth an upgrade, too. And I mean, because you log in, all your stuff you can download again, right? You don't lose anything. Right. right? And then one of the things, you know, before I'm sitting there, my hand my hand in my head, my head in my hand, yeah. and we're sitting at the island there in the kitchen, and I go, well, let, I said, let's stop. All right, so this didn't work. I said, so let's look at how much a PS5 is. I said, first of all, before I look to see how much a PS5 is, can it play PS4 games? Because I just bought all these new games for it. I want to make sure that they're compatible. Sure enough, the PS5 is down or reverse whatever they call it, they will play up to 4,000 different games on the P- from the PS4. Reverse engineerable. Yeah, rever- yeah, that's what that's the word I was looking for. And they said that there's only one manufacturer, two manufacturers out there that they don't make them reverse engineered, and it's like the Creed, Assassin's Creed's that aren't reverse engineered, and a couple other games that are made in like Japan or something. They're not available here in the United States. I said, okay, let's look to see how much a PS5 costs. I looked, Dan, for one controller, and whatever the basic unit is was 800 and something dollars and i heard they're not available anyway well you can get them but you have to order them they're not available in the stores they're online order only at least that's what at least that's what walmart says yeah and i don't think there's anything that the ps5 does that would say oh great i have to have it I, I i think the ps5 is more geared towards the whole vr world which i can understand because you need the high resolution hdr hdr resolution and all that <laughs> stuff which the ps4 does not have and then it also says if you take the ps4 games and put them in the ps5 the resolution and the frame rate is even more better more, more better than the ps4 yeah. all right that's fine i mean my my eye can only digest so much screen, you know. Yeah, and and I do actually find when I'm playing on the 86 inch screen, it's too much for me. Your eyes can't move back that far and see everybody. You know? Well, you sit three inches from the TV, Dan. You got to sit like me in the big theater chairs on my big 103 inch screen TV. I sit about probably 10 feet back. Oh yeah, no, I sit back. I sit on the couch and stuff. But it's if I'm at my computer and I'm on the 30 inch screen, that's I'll, I can play that for hours sometimes. Yeah. I got in a bad habit, though. What's that? When I'm playing the baseball game and anybody gets a hit off of me, the next pitcher gets hit in the head with that ball. That's why you don't play baseball anymore, Dan. No, no. Um, I'm not usually always winning by enough score that I can put a guy on first base and it won't kill me. Right. So. That's it, Dan. I killed my best friend. Well, not my best friend, but, you know, I killed my friend. My my, my Tuesday afternoon unwinding, relaxing, and, and searching up topics for the show. So I physically, Dan, I physically had to sit there and watch regular TV all day yesterday. Couldn't you go on YouTube and watch other people play on PlayStation? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not stupid at that level, but, yes, I could have if I wanted to. If I was absolutely bored, could have gone online and watched other people play. Or spend time with your dad. Thank well, the, the problem is with spending time with my dad, He the back TV room, it, I mean, that place, the house is so insulated. Like, if you close off a room, whatever the last, like, if you had the heat on, that room back there, the entertainment room, stays hot. And then, you know, you turn the AC on, that room will stay cold. Even if you turn the AC and everything off or whatever it is, you turn the whole system off. That room will maintain the last temperature for hours and hours. So my dad would get back there. We don't turn the heat on in the house because we like it cold in the house. When I say cold, you know, anywhere I mean, like 60, 65. Well, that's way too cold for my dad. So he's got like a little oil heater in his or a radiator heater in his in his room. He keeps that thing cranked up, man. It's like 85 in his room. I'm like, Jesus, it's hot. But he's on blood thinners and stuff. So when you say spend time with my dad, I always go like yesterday. I go, dad, you want to watch a movie with me in the back room or in the entertainment room? He goes, yeah. 
is the fan on back there? The ceiling fan. He's like, I can't take the ceiling fan. <laughs> it makes me too cold. I'm like, all right. So he's got his blankets, the leather chairs. I got to put a blanket on the leather chairs because the leather stays cold back there. He goes, I don't know how you can deal with this cold. And I go, I know, Dad. You know, you're on blood thinners and stuff. I said, to me, it feels great. Now and then my toes get cold. I'll put slippers on. But for the most part, I'll sit back there all day long and that room gets blacked out when you put those curtains on and you're just sitting there watching movies. But unfortunately, when watching movies with my dad, it's got to have the subtitles on the bottom. Oh, and Kathy and I watch a lot of things with subtitles. And, yeah, but you but choose to watch it. You can, yeah. you, you just can't hear it. You choose to watch it with subtitles. There's a lot of foreign shows that are good. I mean, there's a lot of American shows that just absolutely suck. We've been watching Billions, which is really good series. Whoever records it, if it's a quality series, they record the voice and, you know, they have the put extra microphones in, and you can hear what the people are saying. You don't need it, but I, there's some shows that people mumble, and you, you can't understand what the people, they talk away from the camera, and they don't record it properly, so it's, it's pretty Kind of like you right now, Dan. You're, you're fading in and out with your mumbling on your on your Bluetooth headset or whatever you're talking to me on. No, I'm, no, I'm just right on the phone. Oh, all right. Well, sometimes it gets yeah. underneath your chin, and sometimes it gets up in your nose. I did finally watch, uh, I did watch a movie with my dad. We watched Boss Level, uh, a Hulu original. I didn't know it was a Hulu original, but yeah, I watched Boss Level. Pretty good movie. I like that. Pretty good movie. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, It was fun. A lot of gore, a lot of head cutting off, which I thought was entertaining. And at the end of the movie, I'm like, you know, because it was a bang, bang, shoot em up movie, you know, guy movie. I turned to my dad. I go, Dad, what'd you think of the movie? That movie was weird. What do you mean it was weird? How come he kept coming back to life? (laughs) Don't you understand the concept of the movie, Dad? Well, he he kept killing the same people over and over again. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. (laughs) It's no John Wayne. I understand that, Dad. It's no John Wayne. And it's funny. Dottie will come over the house and watch Jason Bourne and action movies. She's 99. She'll be over on Thursday. Well, good. Were there two quarts of Old English? No, she usually has some wine. We do put the subtitles on because her hearing is bad. Her eyesight is fantastic. We go to a restaurant. She pulls out the menu and she can read. I have to get my glasses and they go, "Eh, what does this say? What's that word? Pancakes. Oh, they spell it with a K now. (laughs) Just reading the word is how no, that's all. All right. What else is going on, Dan? No, and I, um, just a beautiful, beautiful day. And sometimes I just, I have to just stop and look and say, you know, we are so damn lucky, you know. Um, you guys spend any time out on the deck, spend time on the deck with your dad? His routine is he gets up in the morning as soon as the sun comes up because he's on that side of the house. So the sun hits his windows first before it even comes around and gets ours. And he wakes up. Uh, I can always smell the coffee brewing, usually about 6 o'clock. And then uh, he goes out just so he has something to do. He goes out and lets the chickens out of the coop and throws the food out in the scratch and does all that stuff and uh, collects eggs and brings them in the house, kind of wipes down the kitchen a little bit. And then he'll sit out on the back porch. And we got him that bug assault thing where it shoots assault that kills flies and stuff. So <laughs> I'll, hear, I'll hear, well, I wear earplugs when I, when I sleep at night. So now and then I'll, the sun will wake me up and I can hear that thing going pop. I think it's funny. So he sits on the back porch, and usually until we get up, uh, and we get up usually about about 7 o'clock, 7.10, he's already had breakfast. He's already had two cups of coffee, and then uh, that's it. We start our day. We go down and feed the horses and do all the, the horse training stuff, and then we're back up at the house by 8.30, and then he uh, he kind of meanders around the house, and we start our, you know, Monday through Friday. Both of us are busy, except for yesterday. Well, I... I took the day off yesterday, but, and then Saturday and Sunday, it's go time. You know, we mow the lawn and, and clean the house and do all that stuff. So he's just kind of still trying to figure out his way into the routine. I think he's getting it pretty good. I'm going to have to do some research on this office chair. All right. And I think today's a good day to mow some lawns. All right. You do that. 
Okay. Take care. Say hi to everyone. All right. We'll do. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Stick around. We got more coming up. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in and stops my mind from wandering where it will go. I'm feeling the cracks that ran through the door and kept my mind from wandering. Hi, I'm IT Dan, and I've written a book called Marriage Changes Everything. I've been married for almost 40 years, and I know very little about women, including my wife. Marriage, that's another thing. This is a compilation of some of the most intelligent and insightful anecdotes, jokes, and stories that I've come across in 47 years of marriage. You can find it at Amazon.com, or you can follow the link on ProfitRadio.com. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now presents to you ADLU with their latest song, Like I Do. For more information, check them out at ProfitRadio.com. Radio, click on the Be Heard section, little blue bar floating around the page, opens up a microphone on whatever smart device you're listening to us at or watching us on as well, sends a voicemail right to our inbox and we'll play it on the very next podcast so you can hear yourself live on the air and don't forget while you're over there at Profit Radio, get yourself something for free, we'll send you some magnets, some stickers, some buttons and believe me, I don't have time to mess with any of that stuff as far as hacking or doing anything like that, I got too much shit going on dealing with crackheads and so on and so forth. Now, something I do want to bring up, I do post a lot on social media. I do take the podcast and I try to spread it to all the different platforms that that I possibly can. And in the process of doing that, my Facebook page gets a lot of requests for me to like other people's business pages or, you know, company pages and, and so on and so forth. So I'm like, all right, great. You want me to be part of that? Obviously, you know who I am and what I do. I'd love to be part of your, your program, but you have to understand, I am going to be part of your program because you think that we are like-minded people. So with that being said, I will turn around and, and post something on your page. I don't know. It, it, is that faux pas to do that on someone else's pages? Because I will sit there and go, okay, here's the podcast you obviously think that i am willing to like and do all this stuff that that you are doing on your page i'm going to post 
something that I do that I think you guys would benefit from or your 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 page people, the people that like your page benefit from. One page that I actually got into an argument with. And let me start by saying argument it, it's mild. It's a one-way conversation with someone who doesn't want to pay attention to what you're saying. So I understand it. If you're Jones Ceramic and Craft Accessories, I'm not going to post the Deacon Live podcast on your on your your page that you monitor. So the admins, don't worry, I'm not going to mess with anything like that. But when you when you're in the certain fields of something more social, like uh, there's a there's a sober page. Like people getting sober, and I talk a lot about about people dealing with drug addiction and and things that are going on in the news and and all that stuff. And I post it on their page. Hey, look, you know, people on your page are trying to get sober. They're trying to do all this stuff. This podcast could benefit from, or your listeners or your the people that like your page might benefit from this podcast just to get them through the day. You know, sometimes it's more than a Facebook post. It, it's something that they need to reach out to and listen to. And I try to provide something light and fluffy for everyone to, to get along with as far as, you know, you get enough of this shit on your news feed, on your Facebook feed, your twi- tw- Twitter, your TikTok, all that stuff. I try to make it as light and fluffy and more or an accepted by a larger audience. Believe it or not, I am a Republican. I believe in some of the Republican values that we are founded on, um, but there are some things that I don't agree upon. And I am part of a lot of Republican Facebook pages. One of the Facebook pages, when I say pages, you know, um, Eastern Seaboard Republicans of the United, Common Male, whatever. I'm not. I'm making these names up. So, But this one I'm not making up. I was part of, I was asked to be part of the East Republicans of Florida. I said, great, you know, I'm from Florida, East Republicans, I guess that's the East Coast of the United States. I don't know. But I posted something, I put well, I posted the podcast on their Facebook page. And they said, No, we don't we don't want that on the on the Facebook page. And I said, Why? I got a response back from Karen Stevens, who's the I guess the admin, the one that started this page. Karen Stevens actually wrote back to me and said, Hey, look, hey Travis. Just wanted to let you know we can't endorse a podcast nor advertise for one. However, topic-related items are fine. Thanks. And I said to her, I'm like, all right, topic-related, you know, the Republicans and stuff. I, I kind of, if you listen to me for any length of years, you, you understand what, I, what I'm saying. I do tend to lean to the right a little bit, which is fine. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. There's got to be a yin to the yang. So I said to her in response, that's why I posted it. It's related to your website, to your Facebook page. I said, you're shutting the door without reading the book. Karen responds back to me, I don't mean to offend you. And I replied, you're not. But it's sad when you don't even know what you're censoring. So obviously she got offended to that because I said the word censoring. And of course, you know what our case is. Her response was, you didn't actually agree to the group's rules. And then she does a little clip and and paste and, and show me that I didn't agree to the group's rules. You should not be on the page, actually. And I said, you know what? You invited me. So if you want other people to join, make sure they're 100% like-minded as you. I said, I am 100% on your side, but you will never know now that you've you know, censored me, which is sad in itself. So Karen writes back, you still have to answer the questions. I'm not going to debate this. Sorry, we are governed. And then she says, wow, I've got a big attitude and stuff. And I said to her, I said, you see an attitude. I see a discussion. Should I make a donation to your party? Will that keep me safe on your Facebook page? 
I don't mind sending you money. And then, obviously, I got banned from her East Republicans page, and that's Karen Stevens. So that's one. I like to hear a debate. I like to hear if you've got a, a, a sensible argument, argument, discussion, whatever you want to call it. I'd love to hear from you about a topic. I don't want to hear about it now. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. Um, but I mean, when you when you talk about, there's a whole page dedicated to the Eastern Republicans. Of, let's say Eastern Republicans of the United States, and you want all those people, all those like-minded people, to be on your page, and then you can sit there and stroke each other, and kiss each other, and brush each other's hair, and all be in agreement. And then I come in. Not that I'm not invited. I was invited to be there. And then I say, okay, here's a podcast uh, that's based on, let's say, uh, whatever. Uh, We don't support that. Oh, did you listen to the podcast? No, but you know, we're governed here. Uh, We don't have time to listen to that. You're, You're creating a bad image for yourself when you do that kind of stuff. Have a debate, have a discussion about, listen to the Deacon Live podcast. Listen to the podcast. If I say something like, you know, Hitler was right, Jews are wrong, blah, 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 white power, and so on and so forth. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But I mean, am I saying that? I'm not. But that's what they're thinking or that that's what whatever's thinking, that I'm saying the wrong things and it doesn't agree with their quote unquote format. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. There's a lot of things that are being said out there, or if I'm part of your page, that if you don't agree with it, that's fine. Tell me A, B, and C what I've done that you disagree with. Like if you listen to the podcast and say, well, I don't like the part when you said this. I don't like the part where you said this. Fine. At least you gave me an opportunity. You gave me a format. You gave me a forum to sit there and go, okay, I've done this, and you don't like that. All right, I I won't post anything on your page again. That's fine. But to just knock me out because you think I'm, I'm... what you despise i'm sorry karen stevens you are you're wrong you're wrong on all aspects so maybe you should look back into yourself listen to the podcast i talk about how freaking playstations and not having the right blue light or the playstation dying on me and drug addiction and a bunch of other stuff i don't know i i just i just thought it was it was you know when you get invited to a page and they're like oh no 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 we don't want you here uh and then uh, again uh, there's a couple pages that were like going uh we believe in this and that and i'm like going well you invite you invited me to be on your page if you're going to paint a broad brush across your your facebook fan page across all your friends pages and you would think i would join you obviously you had some kind of okay you are going to be part of our facebook fan page and then I post something on your Facebook fan page, and then you disagree with it, then why the hell did you put me on there? Why did you, why did you go with it? You, are you just looking for a look, look how many Look how many people we have on our side. Look at, thumbs up, look at us. And then one guy crawls out of the woodwork and goes, hey, but what about, oh, no, 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 you go back down. No, 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 <laughs> you shut up. We don't want to hear from you. Just, we want the numbers. We don't want your opinion. Anyways, all right, guys, stick around. Speaking of drug addiction, um, a good friend of ours from the station, we talked to him many times, Shane from the People for the Ethical Treatment of Shane. Uh, if you listen to past podcasts, uh, you know about what's been going on with him. Uh, things took a turn to the serious. I want you guys to listen to this. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back.
Shane, how are things? Oh, they're great, Travis. How are you? I'm <laughs> good. So what's going on? You said you had something that's going on. You got a lot of stuff you want to talk about? I'm okay. You know, oh. I'm your therapist for the day, so go ahead. Well, first of all, you sound sober, and that's weird. <laughs> it's only 2 o'clock. Notice that your uh, pops has moved in. Wonder how that was going. And it's going good. It's going good. Yeah, uh, I had both of my parents move in with me. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Both mom and dad. What happened? You got enough room for everybody in that house? You, what do you got, like 15 people living with you? You, you know, they're probably going to think you're Mexican. The zoning laws are going to catch up with me before too long, but um, we've, we've had some lifestyle shifts going on over here. So where did it start? What happened? Tell me where it started at. So they, my parents sold their house. They live right down the road from us. That's why they sold uh, the house. <laughs> well, if they were trying to get further away, it didn't work. The boy moved out. Again? For the fourth time? No, he's doing good. He's got his own place. Good. Checked up with some uh, some of his buddies from back in the day. Wasn't um, he getting married or something? Yeah, that fell through. Oh. Young yeah, love. Young love, Shane. Young love. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that part later. But, All right. Uh, All right, so uh, your, your Stephanie's dad moved out. My parents, both of them, moved in. Okay. And you, I assume you have room for him because the boy moved out. Well, we, we've actually got an extra room, so they're occupying the bedroom slat, and then there's a connection to an actual like living room, a separate living room up there. Okay, like a that, loft or that, something like Shane. Well, it was a it was a game room, and then I told you my father in law paid to have it walled off and turned into a separate room, like a stripper room. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what a stripper's got. Here's the big reveal. Kick- kicker doodle here uh-huh two weeks ago my daughter i don't know how in the world all this happened so she had this ring on her finger she had i'm sorry a uh, brain on her finger ring okay and it got infected it got crazy anyway she would never go get the thing taken off you know she was still living with her drug dealing husband now when you say a ring like a physical metal ring or something like that on her finger not like ring worm or a rash or something no, a ring okay. with jewels on it. You know. Gotcha. This thing got infected this thing and embedded, got infected and it sunk and down to the bone. Ugh. She just never, you know, we couldn't figure out, why in the world do you not go get it taken care of? We've offered, I, I offered to try to get it off for her. This went on for six or seven months. She could get septus, Shane. Well, she did. Oh, okay. And that's not mm-hmm. good. She's in the hospital right now. Yeah, it takes a long time to get that septus out of your body, get all the antibodies in there, and, and basically filter your blood. They put it in a, like a coffee thing, and strain it, and yeah. stick it back in you. Well, she, um, uh, Stephanie went over there and fell oh, stop. I can't hear. Um, so anyway, Stephanie ended up going over there for some reason. You know, she's been a heroin user. So anyway, sequence of events happened. She ended up, we finally were able to get her into a hospital. And she's septic. They had to remove her finger. She lost a finger. Jesus. Which finger? Ring finger? Left hand, right hand? Ring, left hand. Okay. Ring finger on the left hand. And what they did, instead of it just being a stump, they went in there and removed bone 
So when everything heals, her hand is going to look normal as far as the spacing goes. But she's going to look like a Simpsons character. It's just, yeah, she's going to look like Grogu. Who's Grogu? The uh, baby Yoda. I don't follow that (laughs) stupid shit. So anyway, but she ended up with uh, an infection in her heart. All kinds of crazy stuff. It has been a wild two weeks. So my wild. Yeah, my my the best man at my wedding. He had, he was a horrible, horrible alcoholic, and and just you know worked, 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 and drank, 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 and worked, worked, worked. He died of septus. His body went into like he would have like um, seizures and stuff, and you know they'd sit there and try to wake him up, and he'd come out of the seizure, and then he had another seizure, and, then, and one led to five, and five led to ten, and just could not uh, yeah. bring him back after the last one. Well, if we hadn't gone over there, if Stephanie hadn't gone over there and forced her to go to the hospital, she wouldn't have made it. They yeah. told her she had a fifty. 50 chance. So, you know, infection in her heart. Well, anyway, when this is all said and done, she's got about four more weeks in the hospital with antibiotics. She's going to be moving back in with us. So how are, how is she dealing with, um, withdrawal, I guess, is the next question I have. Are they, are they doing methadone or doing zaboxadone or whatever they do now? How are, how are they dealing with that? Cause I know right. one, she's got septus missing a finger yeah. and now she's been in the hospital for what you say four weeks now. She's been in there for two, two Friday was two weeks. Okay. So, but still 24 hours, yeah. you know, being an addict. Yeah. Well, they've been doing the methadone. Okay. So she's done very good with the withdrawals and hasn't had any. Um, Focus, they, Shane. Um, Focus, Shane. So she, um, it's been, yeah, it's been a tough road. I mean, I spent seven straight days up here, but these people are helping her. You know, she has no insurance, um, but they're, these people are really, really helping her. And where is she at? She's at Carolina's Medical Center. Okay. So she's done, the, you know, the methadone. They've got her straightened out with that, the withdrawals. The, you know, the only thing that, that we've dealt with with her over the years is getting her away from that jackass she's married to, which is actually her drug dealer, drug supplier, right. her husband. Right. And where is he at, where is he at during the whole thing? Is it, Are you not letting Never. him see her, but or legally you cannot? deny him well, access to her we cannot but we've talked to the doctors and told them the situation and they said he can't come we can no, slow him, we can slow him, him down or something no they they've restricted him from coming up there oh really yeah on what and basis he hasn't made an effort he hasn't made an effort no, he, he doesn't want anything else to do with her no it's all about you know I, I i hate to say it i lost my best friend to heroin he committed suicide but i know how heroin addicts think and are yeah. and it's all about themselves and when you have a team, that's even better because you're relying on the other person to help you get, you know, fixed, you know, for lack of a better term. But, you know. Well, you know, they started her on the methadone and we're just getting. So she has to do a six week course of antibiotics because of the sepsis. But, you know, the, the sepsis is out of her system and things are getting. She's doing so much better. You know, we've been through some stuff like this before, you know, and when she gets better, you know, she wants to run back to him and run back to the drug. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're hoping that this time is different because. She lost her yeah. finger. I mean, <laughs> here's a yeah. here's a plain result of yeah. you know your abuse of drugs, your abuse and, and neglect of your body. Guess what? Yeah. That finger right there should be a reminder. And Shane, you can't dive into a person's an, an addict's brain and say you know and fix them. They have to technically you know I, I know it's cliche you know they have to want to fix themselves. Sure. And well, you know she was she was up there trying to rip IVs out. I'm going home, and she did. She ripped her IVs out. And, you know, because she wanted to get to her fix again, they hadn't got her. This was like night one where they were trying to get her up in a room.
room, trying to get her settled. All right, then we'll we'll start to do some things to help you with your draws. They were trying to figure out the course of action, you know, trying to figure out a plan. For her. And the withdrawals, you know, she just went nuts. So, um, you know, she ripped her IVs out, and we were like, okay, well, you're on your own. You're going to do that. You're on your own. Walk the streets to Charlotte. Hmm. And she went back to her room. So it was tough, but right now she's doing so much better. Well, good. She looked good. Um, she putting on weight while she's in the hospital. I know it's, she's only been there for two weeks. Is she putting on weight or anything? Putting on weight, getting her color back. She was anemic. You know, her numbers are coming back up. The infections cleared out of her system. They've gotten her on some antidepressants, which seems to be helping her in her frame of mind. Uh, they got her on the methadone. That's you know she hasn't had one bit of withdrawals since they started that. Yeah, but methadone in itself can be an addiction as well. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, you know they found that out. It's just you know substituting one for another. That's why I asked about the zavoxidone. And then there's also like there's a painkiller or something that you can take. But I mean it's, it's an opioid. You know it, your yeah. body craves that and your body aches when you don't yeah. have that. So you're just taking yeah. you know instead of I, ha, me having chocolate, I'm having caramel and chocolate or something. Like that, you know. I mean, there's a there's an addiction there. From what I understand, it makes you feel like you've got like terrible flu, and you know she's restless and jerking and twitching, and the body aches, like the muscles physically hurt. Yeah, because my like I said, my my best friend, he was going through that, and he would get locked into his bedroom, and his, his mom would just physically, you know, to get him clean for a month or two, would just constantly just feed him painkillers and have him sleep for like four days straight until he got, you know. Well, you know, she's gone through that process of sleeping, and you know, they got the, they got the methadone in her system, and she's not getting high. So, Shane, where are you at? Are you at like Wendy's or something? Are you ordering drive-through? What are you doing? No, I'm sitting in the backyard. Oh, well, tell the people in the background to shut the. <laughs> this is serious talk. Travis said to shut the... Hello. Are you there? Are you there? I have a new iPhone, and it picks up background noise really well. So, yeah, I mean, there's some other people out here mm-hmm. right now. But anyway, you know, we've been dealing with that, and it's uh, things are getting better, and we'll have to deal with the dynamic of her moving back home because she hasn't lived here in, what, 10 years? I don't know. I don't live there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Well, but, I, uh, I, I, hate, I hate to hear that for you, Shane. I mean, you know... Cause you're a good guy. I, I, I like you. You're a good guy. You're a hard worker. You and you and the missus are, do the best you can, you know, with each other. And you just hate to you hate to hear that for for someone. But I'm gonna tell you what. what? I think this is a blessing for who. I think for for her for us. It may look crazy right now, but I think this is going to turn around. You know, it's all going to turn around, and it's going to end up good ending. Well, good. I really do. Positive thinking is always good. Yeah. I mean, I really do believe that. I believe that's going to end up being a, a good ending. I think this is sometimes you have to get smacked in the head to get woke up, you know. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening to her. Hitting this is her rock bottom. So, are you, what's it going to happen with him, the the husband? Is he banned from the house? You know, if she's coming home, are you going to put her on? I don't want to say like house arrest, but you know, hey, you've oh, got you a curfew. You, you cannot leave this house without someone accompanying you somewhere. Well, you know, well, she's twenty four years old, so we can't really do that. We can offer her a place to stay. We can offer her help, but I told her, I said, if you end up going back to him, then you won't, you won't make it. He's your drug, he's your, he's your supplier. You, you know, might as well just, heart. yeah, you might as well just kiss your life goodbye. As soon as well, you go back, you know, you hate yeah. to say it, you know, if you go back to him, that's it. You will be dead. Yeah. And you hate, and, and you I'm hate older. to say that about your child too. You will be yeah. dead. 
Yeah. I told her, I said, you know, if you end up going back to him, then that, that moment we need to say our last goodbyes because you won't survive another round of this. Yeah, exactly. Her, heart has, her heart's been weakened. Um, you know, she's got in, but it, it's improving. But, you know, you go back and do that again, it won't make it. Yeah. I mean, just think of how much damage her body's already been through, or you don't know how long that she was in septics. Septus, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, it, we figured if Stephanie hadn't gotten over there, it would have been maybe another day or two and she would have been gone. Yeah. But the antibiotics work, the treatment work, and yeah, she's got a great attitude right now. She's doing doing better. You know, she's upbeat. I think it's going to work out great. Well, good. Positive is always good. Positive thought, positive, you know, positive a lot of... Positive come along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are some reality checks that, you know, hey, you know, as long as you do this, but if you do this, you know, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And I think, unfortunately, you're going to have double X's on your eyes if you go back to Z. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's up your uh, ass to your elbow, but, uh, you know, I think it's going to work out fine. Well, good. I'm getting 4,000 phone calls. All right, Shane. I'll, I'll let you go. Good talking to you. Make sure uh, we're not we don't spend as a distance of time in between our conversations. Okay. Yeah, I would I would have gotten a hold of you earlier if it hadn't been for all this bullshit. But I think it's fun. <laughs> well, keep your head up. I, I know you got a good faith base in, in, in yourself and and you and Stephanie and uh, are work well in your favor. I'm hoping as long as you follow the rules. We're gonna be great. We're gonna be great. I got a story to tell you later when it's all over. All right, Shane. Talk to you later. All right, tell Amy I said hey. Will do. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye. Stick around. We got more coming up. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to. Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. It's broken. Is like this it. broken, really? Stop to twist the knob a little bit. Twist the knob. It's a boom stand. It's, 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 it's kind of like a penis if you could do it. If a penis had knuckles. Right. Does your penis have knuckles? I named my penis Knuckles. <laughs> penis. This is what's happening in your world tonight. 407-448-8800. You're listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's Profit underscore Radio. Follow us on Twitter, get some updates, and some great news. Stick around, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Deacon Lime. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. And don't forget, all the songs that you hear on Deacon Lime can be found over at the Music Heard On section. Uh, and we have so many songs out there. A lot of artists, independent artists, independent record labels. Uh, you can find all their music and all their information. Go over to Music Heard On and you can see and download those songs in their entirety. If you like them, and give them a little shout out too. Uh, everyone needs some love. We all need some love. 
Now, unfortunately, a company that we've grown to love for so long is now starting to add commercials to their live streaming network. Netflix is insisting that they would never interrupt its program with commercials. Well, that was part of the service's appeal. But now they're offering a lower tier payment, but it's going to have actual ads that are going to be playing kind of like Hulu. Like I think we pay like 10 bucks for Hulu or nine bucks for Hulu. And if it's a TV show or something like that, every three or four minutes, you get a, you know, 30 second, a minute and a half worth of commercials. You, you understand what you're getting to when you get into the Hulu thing. Netflix is now going to start having commercials in a tier that you can either pay not to have commercials or have commercials. Their subscription prices have continued to rise. Their standard plan now costs a whopping $15.49 a month. This is still cheaper than most cable packages, but when you factor in how much you often use the service, how many families feel the need to supplement their services with like Hulu or Disney Plus and so on and so forth, the cheaper tier with some ads will likely attract some lapsed customers way, way, way back. If you don't want ads, then you continue paying for them on the current plan that you have. But by the end of this year, they're going to start playing some commercial ads. But beware, according to the Times, Netflix is also planning to crack down on password sharings by the end of this year as well. So if you're freeloading off your parents' Netflix accounts, they're going to start cracking down on that, which I don't know how they're going to do that. I know that uh, I've said this story before. Her nieces came up for Thanksgiving last year and this past year, and they say, oh, you don't have uh, Disney Plus? No, we don't want to pay for Disney Plus. We don't really watch it. Oh, we watch Disney Plus all the time. Here, let's download it on your TV, and we'll put our passwords in so we can catch up on our shows. And then they leave, and then oh, I got Disney Plus on my TV. I'm like going, is that my fault? No, they're gone. I'm still watching it. And then I go, well, let's put it on the other room, the big entertainment room. And so we put Disney Plus, download the app. And we know what the, the password and the email. So now we have it on two. Now we have it on four TVs. Is that wrong? How are you going to do that? Are you going to watch every IP address? Now I can understand if someone uh, signs in the, let's say Margaret signs in on her TV watching Disney Plus, and then for whatever reason we sign on Disney Plus the same time that Margaret signed on, and we sign on under her name. They're going to know that's two different people. Margaret can't be in two places at the same time. Is what I'm trying to say. So they're going to see that, and I guess that's where they're going to start red flags throwing up. You know what? It, not for nothing. How, how much are they losing? I mean, what is the, the crop share are they losing by having Netflix on several different TVs? So one person can have 10 TV. Maybe they're limiting. Let, let's do that. Maybe they are limiting how many devices you can have your username and password on. For example... When I play Call of Duty, I know I'm going back to the PlayStation thing. If I get a landmine and I put it on the ground, I put it on the ground and run, normally I get two landmines. So I put a landmine here and a landmine here. And in my process of me walking around and I can gather up another landmine, I can place another landmine somewhere, but I'm only allowed to place two landmines at any given time. So the first one that I place goes away. It disappears. Gone. And I can keep doing that. So are they going to say that, let's say... I have an account on Netflix. I can only have my account on five TVs. And if I put it on a six TV, the last one drops off. That's the only way I can see that happening. You see what I'm saying? And then if I put it on another TV outside the five that I already have, then the second one, the second oldest one would fall off. That's the only way I can see this happening. So I wish you luck out there, Netflix. Uh, I watched the 
uh, documentary on how Netflix came to be, and uh, it's very interesting to see that. So if you want to see the background on that, check them out. I think it's on Hulu. I'm kidding. I don't know where it's at. I forget where it's at. But I actually, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Now, in my childhood days, I came across a magazine that I thought ruled the world. I was a young boy, eight, nine, ten years old, and I came across this magazine at my friend's house, and it just opened my eyes and changed my whole entire world. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking penthouse, playboy, ooey, <laughs> or, or we or whatever teacher man called it. Uh, no, it actually was called Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine has been around for at least since the 60s. I think it was born in 1960-something. I have a lot of those old magazines. I actually went to collector's clubs. I've got them wrapped in plastic. Mad Magazine, for many years, it was a color page on front, you know, the, the binder, the outside, the cover of the magazine. And it was almost like that newspaper print that they printed on. And I learned so many jokes. I learned so many stories, so many things that I didn't know. It was educational to me. And I'm watching this or reading this and reading that. That was my comic book, was Mad Magazine. I love reading that. I remember I turned, I think, 16 years old, and I used to have a subscription. I used to get a two-year subscription from the time I was 10, and my mom and dad would go, all right, you hit 12 years old, we'll get you a two-year subscription. Two-year subscription, two-year subscription. My dad actually sat me down when I got, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm 16, I go, I'd like another subscription, another two years for Mad Magazine. And my dad goes, do you understand you're going to be 18 years old reading this magazine still? And I go, yes, I know. I'm like, am I wrong? Do I, am, I, am I not supposed to read this magazine anymore? I felt, I felt like shit. And then I said, you know what? I'll, I'll buy it myself. And then I did. And then so I had it all the way up until I think I was in my early 20s. And then I stopped, I stopped getting it because I, time did not prevail as far as me reading the magazine or anything like that. And then they had the Super Summer Special or the Super Special Issues that came out every four months. I would grab them. I would read them all. And I learned a lot. You would see whatever movie that was coming out. It was kind of like the paperback version of SNL. So if something came out, Mad Magazine like came out within, uh, I think Mad Magazine came out every week, every other week. I'm not, I'm not sure what the details were on it. I was young. I had no concept at the time. But they would make fun of political stuff, entertainment stuff that was going on in that time frame that that issue was coming out. And I would read it. That was my Vanity Fair. That was my Newsweek. That was my USA Today. I would read that and get an idea. All right, you know, they're making fun of this. I understand that. And that's kind of where I got sort of my sense of humor from was my magazine. I tell you not to tell you this. I'm standing in line. We went to Publix the other day, my dad and I, because my wife had to have the Publix dough to make calzones. And of course, Publix is 40 miles away from us, which is no big deal. We, we go over there. My dad, he feels comfortable shopping in that store. So we shopped at that store. He knows where everything's at. And so we're checking out online and I'm putting all the stuff on the conveyor belt. And this couple behind us. Now, you know, when you go to a grocery store, you've got a, a, a family that kind of follows the same aisles that you're on. And this couple was in, in, in that path, that flight path of us traveling around the, the supermarket. They had... Two kids. One was probably three, old enough to walk, 
not old enough to sit there and carry on a conversation. The other one, five, six, seven, maybe seven years old, was old enough to walk and talk and ask, what is this? What is this? What is this? You know, that type of age. So let's say six, seven years old. The parents, not to pass judgment on anyone, were in their late 20s, 28, 29, maybe pushing 30. So they probably had these two kids when they were both like 20, 21 years old, which is fine. That's that's what the family does. That's what they want to do. But they are in, uh, let's, let's put it this way. They looked like those people that are protesting on the doorsteps of the Capitol building about gender rights. So I'm, 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 sorry, I'm sorry. I'm calling a spade a spade. He's got this big old unkept beard, ha- you know, hair, glasses, overweight, like he's been eating processed food in his mom's kitchen since he was 10. She, surprisingly, and I'm like going, the two of you had two children because she was just the same shape that he was in. And when I say shape, I mean physical shape. She was a larger girl at 20 years old. She was huge. She was. You put me and my dad together, and I'm a big guy. My dad's a big guy. She was that big and bigger than both of us. And she's putting stuff up on the, on the conveyor belt, and I'm watching them. I judge people. I judge people all the time. I'm sorry. I, I'm a very judgy person. Not that I'm judging you. As I say, I'm a judgy person. I want to know the history behind why are you putting, you know, Eggo waffles and Eggo waffles and Eggo waffles and bread and bread and bread and Eggo waffles and then an apple. And then, <laughs> you know, Marie Callender's and uh, Lean Cuisines and then all this stuff. And I'm on the conveyor belt and I'm like going, does anyone cook at your house at all? parents behind me so they are what they call what i what do you call them? millennials are they millennials if they have kids do millennials have kids now so this couple is sitting there and they're putting all the food on the on the thing and it's all processed food i don't see any real food on the on the conveyor belt behind me i don't see any like meat potatoes i don't see any like chicken packets you know when you buy chicken out of the, the cooler case i don't see anything it's all processed food and i'm looking at it and i can tell you can tell when someone's on like a wood card or, or grocery stamps or food stamps or anything like that. It's not that type of food. It's just food that's quick and easy and to their liking, like bagel bites and stuff like that. There's a difference between being on food stamps and just buying shitty food because they're throwing like things of soda up there. And I hear the mom who is, she has glasses on and her hair back in a bun and she's got like a black strap, I don't know, strap dress, but it ends up being a muumuu somehow. It's all pleated. She's got sandals on or Crocs. I don't know what the fuck she's got on. I hear the, the older child, or she says to the older child, Damien, we're buying soda. And she's saying it loud, like pro- proclaiming this. Damien, we're buying soda. Make sure you ask mommy and daddy if you want a soda. Or if you take a soda, we don't mind you having a soda. We just want to make sure that you, we want to give it to you at that time. And I'm looking at the sodas and they're putting like Seagram's and some other like ginger ale and all this. I'm like going, no fucking kid wants that. (laughs) What, What kind of household are you running? Here's the best part. Here's the gem of the whole situation. The kid turns around and you know, when you're in standing in line, you got the, the soda cooler kids would grab soda you got the candy stuff and they're all at the right levels and you got like this little strip of magazines and magazines now 
they've gotten all PC. If there's some kind of provocative image on the front, they'll put like a, this semi-milky clear placard on the front of it. Oh, my God, I don't want to see Holly Berry's fucking nails. All right. As she's draping them across her breasts, which is in a pink dress. All right. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, that's too provocative for our children. We don't want to see that. All right. Here's the best gem out of the whole situation. The kid goes, and I haven't seen this in a long time, on the, the popular strip of magazines, on the very bottom shelf was a issue of Mad Magazine. And I looked at it as I was walking, actually, before they walked in, I go, oh, look, look, there's Mad Magazine. And what caught my attention was they were doing a Star Wars parody on the front of it. It was the super special issue, so it's a collection of the last four months of stories and stuff that Mad Magazine has put out. I understand the concept. I'm like going, that's going to be a pretty good issue. And I walked on. The kid goes, mommy, what's this? Points to Star Wars. On the Mad Magazine, you know, it's it's Alfred E. Newman and some kind of C-3PO concoction that they put together. She looks at the kid and has no answer. No answer at all. And I laughed because I know what he's talking about. He's seven years old. I looked at it and I go, me sticking my nose in the business. I go, that's educational reading. And I look at the mom, like for approval, right? Are you right? Are you familiar with Mad Magazine? That's, edu- that's funny because it's, it's, it's a satire magazine. That's educational reading. I looked at him, both of them deadpan stared me in the face and goes to some people and i go really (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean to some people have you picked this magazine up and read this before and then she goes oh look and they had a time magazine on there and harry potter early harry potter was on top it was on the cover and she's like oh look uh tyler taylor look at this that's what they fucking named the kids shoehorn look at this who's that harry potter Oh, look at that. Isn't that exciting? I go, yeah, on the cover of Time Magazine. Great. <laughs> I turned around and just kind of shook my head. And I'm like looking at those kids. I'm, you know, checking out and cashing out and stuff. And then she, you know, we're mommy and daddy are buying donuts. Make sure if you want a donut and it's like the sweet 16s, don't buy, don't get a donut without mommy and daddy asking or asking mommy and daddy. And I'm sitting there going, these kids, this is the next generation. And I say next generation. They're already four generations behind me. And I'm dealing with the parents, which are two generations behind me, and they don't get it with Mad Magazines. I wonder what their parents, which is one generation behind me, I mean... What do, you, what do you do with that? I just felt so sad for that whole entire cluster of people. The husband, the wife. Oh, and by the way, you ready for this one? They had a case of beer on there. And you're like going, yes, they're Americans. But they had Miller 64 on their cart. And then you go, oh, shit. <laughs> Who's drinking that? They are. They are with their Miller Lite 64 kids and their Miller Lite 64 magazines, not wanting to read Mad Magazine. I, I don't know. I, I, I was raised on Mad Magazine, so I appreciate them. Uh, and then they started getting into, back to the Netflix things, they started putting articles and stuff or um, advertisement in magazine, in the Mad Magazine. And that's where I lost interest. Uh, when they had Altoids and all those other things. I guess they were losing money. It's printed printed material, printed media. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you guys get back to what you got to do. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to us, downloading us, uh, being a part of the show. Um, make sure you follow us on your social network pages. The way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on social contacts while you're there. I want to hear from you. Click on Be Heard. Opens up a microphone. Leave us a message. Comes right to your inbox. We'll play it on the very next podcast. And get yourself some free swag while you're there as well. All right, guys. On that note, my name is Adikin saying goodnight and goodnight. 
Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.